Welcome back to the pod. This is Becca and Sarah, two old friends making an arguably pointless podcast that makes us laugh. This week, we actually have a special guest, our first guest, an old friend, Sam, someone we grew up with back on Long Island. Pretty excited for this week's episode. We're going to be giving a much anticipated update on our cats. Sarah has has some good news about Minnie, and we'll be discussing the topics of the week, convenience stores and summer camp. Okay, so cat updates. I'm happy to tell everybody that the blue spot on Minnie's skin that I thought I saw is not a blue spot. Um, She just had a bald spot and the hair is growing back and it's just very short. And I guess like it was very close to the skin. So it looked like it was bluish black, but it turns out it was just really short hair. What a great Um, update. Yay, Minnie. Yeah, so I mean, that's what happens, I guess, when you have like a cat whose hair falls out very easily. Oh, um, and Benjamin, this morning I got up to early to do some yoga and um, he likes to hang out like around your ankles and bite you when you're doing stuff like <laughs> yoga. But this morning, like he just like hung out with me and he was chilling on the yoga mat with me and he didn't bite me once. So it was like a really nice moment. Do you wear like, do you wear like tall socks? Um, Yeah, but not with not when I'm doing yoga because um, too slippery. So an especially vulnerable time. Yeah, so I think that, like, normally he'll do that to, like, get my attention, but this morning he just, like, he was just perfectly content to chill with me. He wasn't, like, trying to get food or anything. Benjamin has turned over a new leaf, turned a page. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, ten years into his life, and he's uh, a whole new cat. (laughs) What are your cat updates this week, Becca? Uh, I'm glad to report that Ernie's ear is less itchy, and she seems to be doing good. Bessie continues to just be like an aloof and mysterious angel owl. You know, we call her our princess baby. Everything (laughs) she does, we adore. And sometimes in the middle of the night, she'll get up and leave. And I feel like it's a personal failing of mine that I've done something. Yeah, that would cause her (laughs) to not want to hang out with me. Um, And it it hurts my self-esteem. So, but you know, she she just is who she is. She's a true New Yorker. That's true. Yeah, maybe it's that New York thing. Because I think sometimes Benjamin is like a Pittsburgh cat, you know? A little rough around the edges, but in a good exactly. way. Exactly. Yeah, a little blue collar. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he puts French fries on a salad. He does. Which is actually <laughs> a great idea. I feel like it's weird that people make fun of Pittsburgh for French fries on your salad. But, like, has there is there a salad that would not be improved with French fries? Am I missing something? Listeners, you tell us. <laughs> you tell us. Like, I mean, but I feel like I don't even want to hear if you, okay, if you've never had french fries on a salad, I feel like I'm less interested. You have to try it and then you can report back. Also, this is just a great way for us to find out if we have any listeners. So just, you know, in general, if you like french fries, <laughs> you should email us. Um, we have an email address. Sarah and Becca at notgretapodcast.com. We should also spell it, right? Because Sarah is spelled S-A-R-A-H and Becca is spelled B-E-K-A. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll put it in the show notes. I'll put it in the show notes. All right. So this week, our special guest is Sam. Hey! He's going to join us for our very pressing topic discussion. So our first topic this week is the best items to get from a 7-Eleven type convenience store. So what are your thoughts on that? First of all, thank you for having me on the pod. Honored to be oh. here. 
and truly two of my favorite topics in the world are what we're going to talk about today, which is to start 7-Eleven, Sev, as we call it on our native Long Island. But my forever order still to this day is just a Diet Coke Big Gulp with like a medium amount of ice. And when I was little, my tennis instructor was this guy named Tom, and he would hand out big gulp coupons if we like hit a correct serve. So I've had a real affinity for big gulps. Like the '90s were weird for sodas in general. So, yeah, it feels like know. this must have been pre-food pyramid because it does just doesn't seem like at this point you would give out vouchers for uh, fountain sodas to children. No, and it's not an, an athletic scenario. With, it was like deeply 1997. Like that's how I could describe what was happening. Base of the food pyramid was the carbs, right? So it was like, you got to have all the sugar you can. Yeah. So that was where my real passion for that began. My other thing that I always would get is the buttered roll, which sounds really disgusting, but they're only on Long Island 7-Elevens. I don't even think they're in the city. Wow. Yep. They're like paper packages. I don't know who's making them. I don't know what human hands are touching them. I don't know if it's technically bread. No. But I would eat them. <laughs> and I still would if they're available to me to this day. I would I would still go for it. But that brings me to my other greatest point in the world is Wawa is the real peak and pinnacle of convenience stores. And that's where you can get everything and anything you want, real sandwiches, soft pretzels, all different weird snacks like cannoli dips. Like I can't even explain it. It's like broken up cannoli, like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. like the dip. This is a passion of mine, clearly. But overall, big gold forever. Diet Coke. Is there like anything like if you went into a convenience store and asked the cashier cashier, like, oh, do you have this thing like that they would look at you like you're crazy? I mean, not that I can think of off the top of my head, but another thing I really really love at 7-Elevens is just the old school like magazine stand and the magazine stand there at my the one by my parents house in Huntington seems to have vanished so I believe as as in the, like recently like definitely like within the last few years so I think I went in there once and I was like where's the magazine stand and the kid was clearly like 13 or 14 years old what's the magazine what is that and I was like I gotta go so I guess I mean, in the year 2020, a magazine. I yeah. mean, what about you guys? What are what are your orders? Don't know the last time I was in a convenience store. Think think back to the before times. Yes, like like I would like we would run in for like a six pack. Like, oh, we don't have any beer. Like, let's go get some. But do you think I, that's the best item? Probably no. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're looking at me like I'm wrong. I mean, you're definitely not wrong. I'm just, I'm just curious. Yeah, I don't know, like gum, peanut M Ms. Oh, peanut M Ms. All right, yeah, yeah. I think Those I are... fall into. I have like a couple of like favorites. Like when I lived in Pittsburgh, it's not a Seven Eleven, but there was a gas station with like a little store at the end of my street, and I would go there every single day to get a Diet Coke fountain soda, uh, which I was convinced is better than the diet soda that was in my fridge nothing better than a mountain it's true it's true uh sometimes i would bike there because it was like a seven minute walk or a two minute bike ride and i would then struggle back home on my bike trying to hold a gigantic <laughs> thing of soda with a gigantic soda on a bicycle <laughs> yeah it was it was tragic those handlebars get so much soda on them um 
trying to think like the only other times i go to like a 7-eleven convenience store like not a bodega would be if i'm like on a road trip of some sort like oh yeah 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 that's true i think you can't go wrong with some you know some m ms some reese's yeah. cups nice um oh yeah, yeah cheeses that's like i don't eat i've never eaten cheese which is a weird thing i feel like you guys probably maybe remember that from back yeah, yeah. still I, but combos i feel like people really love combos that i feel like i would never purchase other than at no, but i've never bought combos i just think aren't they those pretzels that have like the filling yes yeah or a combination of two elements combo <laughs> <laughs> very creative People, I feel like combos, even the bag is very 7-Eleven to me. Very road trip to me. I don't think I've ever seen them sold outside of a 7-Eleven. Never. Never in a normal setting. Only at 7-Eleven. So like, what are foods you only get on a road trip and not at any other time? So for me, it's still Twizzlers. I fucking love Yes. Them. Absolutely, yes. That for me as well. I'm trying to think. Yeah, just like any level of weird Jersey Turnpike, like snacks like a sabaros yeah I, mean, I love a good rest job i'm very i'm very down with that always uh i'm trying to think if there's anything i absolutely will not eat from a convenience store i mean i feel like it's a lot of things but i like i don't know what they are because they're always the things that my eyes skip over on the shelf oh, yeah like, like the pizza anything, there's like yeah, pizza up front. Anything on that hot like rolling hot dog thing like i'm i don't want that have you ever been tempted because sometimes i'm like i don't know maybe uh, i can't say i have to be quite <laughs> honest i really can't say that i have in pittsburgh the um there are all these like six pack and hot dog shops because it's like that pennsylvania law like you can't sell a six pack oh that's what I want mostly is like the, those two services combined. Yeah, yeah but, but they, they oh, make yeah. like good good foods there. It's definitely uh, many steps up from a Seven Eleven hot dog. How do you guys feel about Slurpees? We didn't discuss the most iconic. It's true, we're dancing around it. I feel like it's more exciting when you're a kid, right? And then when you're an yeah. adult, like the novelty of the Slurpee wears off. It gets too melty, but I always like the straw that comes with the Slurpee with the yes. little spoon. <laughs> with the little spoon straw. I love it. <laughs> um, all right. I feel like we have just like nailed convenience stores. Yeah. And on yeah. the topic of summer, that brings us right along to our, our next topic, which is summer camp. Did you go or did you not go? I was never allowed to go to summer camp and I as i've gotten older i've owned like i really wanted to go as a kid and as i've gotten older i've only wanted to go more and more to the point where i've now done a lot of research on adult summer camps so my vision of what summer camp is is this just idyllic paradise of fun and friendship bracelet making and tie-dye and canoes so i that's basically what i'm expecting from both of you i mean well I went to a sleepaway camp that was only a week long and I hated it. Like I really hated it and left. Like my mom came and picked me up because I was like, I literally hate this. I don't want to sleep in a like cabin. I don't <laughs> like this. Turns out not to make it dark. I That's when they figured out I have really severe asthma and I just couldn't breathe at sleepaway camp. But I did 
famously go to the same day camp, Dix Hills Adventure Camp, which was every year of my life, my whole life. And then I worked there up until I was like a junior in college. So I worked, I think I worked like one summer at the Dix Hills Camp because, and I have no memory of it, but my mom has all these t-shirts. Yes. Yeah, that say like like Dix Hills Camp staff. So I guess I must have worked there. But I don't really remember. But I did work at the other camp down the road, which was like very fancy. And the first year I worked there, I liked it. Um, because I I don't know, like I like like the people there were nice. And then the second year, I was like working in a group with these other girls and they were very clicky and mean to me and it was just not fun. And I think like that is kind of also part of summer camp too, is like people spend so much time together and then there's like that clicks that form which is probably just true of any place you are when you're like you know 17 but yeah I totally agree and camp also I feel like every feeling at camp is turned up to like a 12 hot you're outside you're kind of bored but also like you're not never not doing an activity like you're always like playing cards and like roasting some girl who like went to like another high school it's also like the concept of like camp friends even in my adult life people are like oh those are my camp friends I'm like we're 31 like you guys (laughs) say like these are my friends like you don't have to still call them your camp friends or like at weddings they're like oh that's the table of camp friends I'm like I can't enough like I can't take it (laughs) yeah I don't know I so I went to day camps as like a younger kid and then like middle school on up, I went to sleepaway camp, but I never went for like the whole summer. I would go for like two or three weeks at a time. Um, was it that like idyllic, like parent trap vibe for you? Um, sometimes. I love that answer. <laughs> like there was, so like there were canoes, but like okay. I really wanted to go in them because like you gotta like get your hair done before dinner. Like <laughs> what? So, <laughs> what? what am I? What am I even hearing right now? There was a canoe, and you were okay. Here's like, done to silence. Here's the thing: if there when was a canoe, you're like you're like a prepubescent teenage girl, and there's boys there. So like, yeah. like you know, everyone's like, if I had a time machine, I would do X, Y, or Z. No, if I had a time machine, I would go back in time. I would go to that camp, and I would make you get in the canoe because if there was a canoe in front of me. And that I could go on anytime I want. I'd be living out in that canoe. I would bring all of my things and I would move into the canoe. I'd be reading out there. I'd be eating out there. I'd be living my best life on the canoe. And uh, oh. y'all just did not appreciate it. What? To do your hair? No. I know. You're really, I mean, you're giving me the, the energy of the camp in the parent trap specifically where they like, <laughs> they're playing basketball. Yes. They're fencing. Yes. They're doing, but then when they go to the isolation cabin, that's, I feel like, really my dream like I would love that they get like their own private cabin cabin. just like drink lemonade and like figure out their sisters like that's so fun (laughs) like what you're envisioning is just an airbnb (laughs) I'm just envisioning my current life essentially (laughs) do you know what though now that I'm saying all this I do realize that when I got to college and I had to share a room with one person I was really unhappy with it um so potentially I might not have thrived at camp in the way that I'm imagining now but well what did you do during the summer did you just like chill I think I just listened to Fleetwood Mac and I read and I uh watched Star Trek Voyager and yeah I don't know yeah I think one year my brother and I or maybe two years we went to like a like a Bible day oh, I camp. That as well. 
Um, we were not religious at all. I think it was just like a local thing. My mom was like, yeah. you know, do you want to do this? We're like, sure. And then it was like in practice, you know, a good amount of like bead activities, lanyards. Yes. Um, I remember popsicle sticks very vividly. However, there was like a good amount of religious type stuff and that's fine if that's your jam however my family's yeah. not religious and one day my mom's driving us there and she's like you kids like don't don't care about this whole deal right and we we're like no and she turned the car around and took us home and never took us back that's nice. and your mention of lanyard i was really good at lanyard like honestly i considered getting lan lanyard during quarantine to like pick that habit you should up. do it I, well, I also like know how to knit. I know how to crochet. So like I do like stuff like that all the time. But I was like, well, my God, if I get into lanyard, like who will be my who will accept these products? Like great. I know I know it's you. It's, I'll, I need your address. It's a hundred. Like let me know what favorite colors you've got going on. Like you just let me know, and I'll get you some some handcrafted lanyard. I think camp does give you that weird set of skills, like. I'm really good at tie-dye. I am really good at lanyard. I'm for some reason qualified to be a lifeguard. Like all these different things. I'm really good at cards. Like really like good at poker. It's, I also weirdly went to a historical day camp for one week every summer, which was at this historical house called the Kassam House in Huntington Village. It literally took you back to the 1700s and like taught you how to make butter. It was really fun. What? I then went to be a history major, so it all ultimately added up. But I mean, that is actually my dream because as Sarah has heard me talk yeah. about a few hundred times, my goal in life besides to start my own community in the desert okay there was a show on pbs called like frontier house yeah it's yeah. that it's literally that yeah so i um have long aspired to be on the uh reboot which they've not announced and no one's ever talked about happening but i even have like the special edition frontier house behind the scenes book that i peruse from time to time and <laughs> Over the past decade, I have been working on accumulating the skills I will need to succeed on the frontier, uh, including learning how to make my own clay vessels. I'm going to learn how to fire them underground so I'll have things to uh, drink from because they always like them on bowls. Um, right. I'm going to learn how to whittle. I've already learned what how to make mean? my own fabric by weaving. So that's really okay. I was going to say that is the actual skill that they tell you about the most at historical camp is like essentially like butter and the fabric of it all. Yeah. Like it's important. Cotton is a whole situation. Like it is really, yeah, it's a thing. I'm learning how to spin my own, uh, spin wool into yeah. fiber and then You're I weave. So in the real other games that are coming our way, <laughs> you'll be just fine. <laughs> Yeah, um, Allison, my wife, has already requested not to be on the show with me. Um, right. So now you have requested me. Like, I'm going to do whatever you need to do. Allison literally has zero desire to live in my planned commune or uh, to go to the Frontier House. It's uh, She was actually very concerned after listening to the last podcast. <laughs> Yeah, she go. uh, she's not she's not super interested in this plan. But well, wow, historical camp. Sarah, was there anything you took away from camp that you know really has stuck um, with you? I did not go to a historical camp, but I did for a couple summers go to like a like a naturey camp at Comstock Park. I also went to that one summer, and it was really cool. Yeah, so I I remember like 
being taught how to like build a survival shelter in the woods, like, Mm -hmm. like find twigs and like build a lean to, to live in for the night. Um, that's what I took away from that camp. The other camp, like I said, it was more about like, gotta dress up before Friday night services. (laughs) like have a wonderful friday evening what what is dressing up at camp like is there like a does that mean like like, 2001 yeah i mean you know whatever a lot of eyeliner and flattening your hair and like um flat ironing your hair um and what were things that we wore in 2001 i don't even know abercrombie like three abercrombie polos like stacked on top of each other yeah or like um those really like um like spaghetti strap tank top sophie shorts yeah sophie shorts i had so many of those me too that's something you really take away from camp is like how many times do you roll the sophie shorts like oh yes yes you gotta roll the waistband yeah not like 2003 culture sophie shorts And did you do fun things with the shirts? Because sometimes I'm on Pinterest and I'll see people doing like shirt, like they'll cut it in certain ways. Oh, or they'll be yes. like a fringe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The back of the shirt. Well, I have this, the shirt that Sarah mentioned that her, I think you said your mom has a bunch of them. I have still to this day have every color. All of my friends from college life, my quote unquote camp friends, all of them have them too. So I'd just be like, here are all these random shirts. So but yeah, we would cut them up and you could do all sorts of crazy things with them. Um, all right. So my final question about camp, then I'll, you know, see if we have other thoughts. Uh, day camp or overnight camp, which did you prefer? Day camp. Um, overnight camp, right? Yeah. Different takes. What do you think you would have preferred, Becca, if you had gone? Um, okay, well, prior to this conversation, I think I would have said overnight camp, because again, I had this like very, like, I'm imagining like, okay, here's what I'm imagining in my brain when when people say overnight camp, besides the parent trap, which is really basically it. But yeah, like an idyllic woodsy setting, uh, a library of books to read, you know, quiet. quiet other people i don't like to hear people at all like i just don't like the noise that humans create this is why i live i live live on the top two floors of this building so that i am my own upstairs neighbor like we have Mm -hmm. a duplex apartment so we hear almost nothing and occasionally i'll hear like the neighbor we share a wall with close the door and i'm like i have to move like i can't I can't take this noise. Um, I have a white noise machine just for that because like every couple of days I hear one sound. Um, so I'm now concerned that I would not I would not have thrived at an overnight camp. No, I don't think you would have. <laughs> Unfortunately, unless you're in the Lindsay Lohan isolation cabin. Is that an option? That I mean, you know. Here's what you could do. You could run a camp. I love that idea. Sarah did help what me you're look. Describing is being the head of a camp, like learning to do all these different crafts and like living on the land and ha- w- being in a canoe. Like you're essentially just <laughs> describing what it is to own and run a camp. It would have to be a camp for like quiet adults. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, we're just getting back to commune. Like it's all <laughs> the same thing for yeah. you. Sarah sent me a set of listings to buy a camp. Um, 
Like there are people <laughs> looking to sell and for a million or $2 million, you can have your own camp. But that feels like a lot of money given that I can't inspect the structures and right. also it's there's a lot of land I would assume though. yes yes and it's Eight also percent. a little creepy to buy an abandoned camp I found I would agree yeah for sure felt all of them felt haunted and uh so I was a little nervous about that but I mean it's not a bad option if we need uh land for our commune because you already have some outbuildings maybe it'll come with the canoes comes I with a weird like, like, theater that you could put on a performance of Greece or are whatever. there performances at camp yeah there's always usually a talent yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. what are the talents like oh. singing and dancing and like things that like 11 year olds think they're talented in yeah like singing the like song from the Lizzie McGuire movie like, exactly. stuff like that. <laughs> choreographing a dance to a yeah. child song oh, yeah no. like absolutely like Destiny's Child, Lizzie McGuire. Who knows what camp is like now? Like, I am oh, like, my God. It's just like all oh, oh, TikTok dances. I'm now, I've now become very concerned that I would hate camp. I know. I almost feel like, I'm sorry. <laughs> we, we, took, we took it in the wrong direction. <laughs> I really was like a big camp enthusiast. Um, but yeah, now the description of it, of the real life experience has made me realize, no, I might not be the camp type person. And you know what? Maybe my mom knew that. And that's why she didn't send me to camp. Wow. True. And that's on parenting. That's, yeah. that's on good parenting. She was that's like, it. stay home, read some uh, Star Trek Voyager fan fiction, and just listen to Fleetwood Mac and you're good I'm to listening. go. She instilled those introvert values in you, which are really helping right now. Yes, <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, okay. All right. This is uh, it's really opened my eyes, y'all. So I, I appreciate the honest takes on camp. Any final thoughts on the camp experience? No, I think you just are describing a need to have a commune. Again, I don't think yeah, I, I, I camp needs a commune. <laughs> Okay. If there's an ulterior motive for having this podcast, perhaps it's to vet members for your commune in the future. All right. And for our next session, we're going to do Greta, not Greta, except we're mixing it up a little this time. We're going to start with our not Greta's. Sarah, do you want to you wanna do your not Greta? Sure. I recently was added to the delivery route of a local dairy. So we have like <laughs> a old fashioned milkman coming to our house. And they sent me an email saying like, your milk's going to be delivered between 4 and 5 a.m. So put a cooler out at night, you know, so that you can put it in there. So we did. In the morning, no milk. The afternoon, no milk. The milk came at like 6 p.m. So like, as Nick pointed out, that's closer to 4 a.m. the following day. <laughs> Which is fine. It came. He put it in the cooler. It stayed cold. The milk was good. But also like, why give us a delivery time of 4 to 5 a.m. if you're not even going to be remotely close to that? So annoying not Greta not Greta all right Sam is our guest do you do you have a, a not Greta you'd like to share I think mine would be today I've been on the subway a few times in the last couple of months maybe like five total times and the mask wearing compliance is high which I'm happy to see however today on the train there was a man in like a USA shirt and a mask that said Trump and a make America great again hat 
But the not Greta, dare I say, were the shoes he was wearing. Imagine what <laughs> Spider-Man's feet look like with the like Spider-Man tights on. Oh no. <laughs> red tights were cut at the ankle and those just red booties were his So this man was wearing all of that, none of none of which is Greta. But I'm gonna go with my not Greta being that man's weird, like borderline wetsuit shoes. Um, okay, I guess. My not Greta, I, I was trying to keep it a, like a little bit lighter, but right now I'm very concerned about the postal service. So yeah. uh, it seems like things are not going well for them. Um, and so, uh, you know, if you if you uh, care about this country, maybe maybe give a give a little call to your representatives if you live in a red state or, you know, as I did earlier, I'm sure there are people in your life who love stamps. Um, and I, I did. Yeah. I just bought some for my mom. I bought her the garden collection, which is just pictures of beautiful gardens and one of paintings of vegetables. So, you know, so, uh, yeah, not, it feels like it's not, not credit over there at the post office. We had to ship some things and one thing had like, um, a UPS like prepaid label so it had to be UPS and Nick had another package that he wanted shipped too so he went to UPS for both of them um and the one with the label obviously they just took but then the other one the guy at the store was like you know you should actually just take this to the post office so like good wow. for you, UPS store like a big thing. ups to the UPS store that's awesome yeah. one of my quarantine hobbies has been writing postcards to Democratic voters in, in swing states to get them to register to vote and vote by mail and whatever. So I really have been on a stamp journey over here, stocking up on postcard stamps. All right. So all those things, not Greta. I agree. I love the yeah. idea of ending on a, a high note, though. Let's kick it off with the Gretas. Sarah, what's your what's your Greta? I am for sure. It sounds like going to be working from home probably for this whole school year. So, you know, public schools don't buy you the things you need to do. Uh, you need to do your job. Because um, why would they do that? But I, found, <laughs> but I found a second monitor for myself on eBay for like 30 bucks. And wow, it's like, what a game changer. I always have had a second monitor. So that is something that's been pretty Greta for me this week. What about you, Becca? Should I go? Should you go? Okay. It's your bottom. I could get next. <laughs> uh, I mean, I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I've got like a bunch of Greta's this week. I'm very excited about all the enthusiasm for the whole Democratic ticket. Um, Kamala Harris was announced yesterday. I think it was yesterday. I've really lost track oh, of the base. We were saving that for the end. Oh, yeah. Because that oh, is no. That's fine. We can yeah. all just like, yay, Kamala Harris. <laughs> <laughs> Becca's like, I have other credits. <laughs> She's like, tie-dye and green point. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Uh, Greta, those cute stamps. And also, yeah, when I'm feeling a little just, you know, down as we all are, I do uh, cover myself in tie-dye. Um think uh you gotta you gotta take comfort where you can find it and so i also have like this cozy little office and it makes me feel pretty happy so uh no complaints about that all right sam what are your uh what's your greta my greta's probably the same realm as you one like personal greta and then a big greta my personal ones are my hair i chopped all my hair off like a month ago right when you were like allowed to re-enter the world 
but finally today I had enough hair to like create a small ponytail which is like very nice but my big Greta is I think all of our big Greta it's Kamala Harris I'm just and happy yeah she's awesome and I ordered merch like I'm in it to win it (laughs) oh my god yeah I went right to the store they have some they have some good t-shirts I'm gonna get some of those I made a donation and uh they raised 26 million dollars in 24 hours yes amazing I felt uh, I felt hope for the first time in months yesterday, and I'll take it. Yay. Looking at like page, I felt the first burst of patriotism I felt in literal years. So I was like, <laughs> "This means I need to buy 1996 Atlanta Olympics merchandise on Etsy." Oh, so I that was it. my reaction. We all process in different ways. <laughs> yeah, that's my my first reaction to the first you know <laughs> woman of color, woman of South Asian descent candidate. Let me go to Etsy and buy some Olympics merchandise. The other thing that I loved about yesterday is I had never really um, learned a lot about uh, Kamala's husband, Doug. Oh, Doug, yeah. And they are like an amazing couple that appear to actually like each other. And it's been a long time since we've... (laughs) Had that the bar is so low. Yeah, People I mean, be like the worst person on earth. Yeah, and it's just well, like he's great. he's great. I agree. Yeah, it's just sweet. Like Jill and Joe Biden seem to love each other. Kamala oh, and Doug seem to love man. each other. I, I'll he take it, y'all. Him. This is like there's some good energy. I feel like Agreed. I'm so excited. And now for some credits. Talking by Becca and Sarah. Our guest was Sam, and the music is by Nick. Thanks, Nick. <laughs>